You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. The title of my message today is Shadow Shifters. Shadow Shifters. What is a shadow shifter? I'm glad you asked. It's you. If you were to look into the mirror, George Valdez and Lily Valdez, you would look, look, look in the mirror and looking back at you would be shadow shifters. What's a shadow? A shadow is something that blocks the light. A shadow is cast because something stands in between the light and you, and it casts a shadow. You know, I love movies, and, uh, you know, a great movie has tension and has a plot. You know, you're, you're sitting there, and you're waiting for your movie to start, and they have those, you know, those, those uh, prequels. You know, they have the... Uh, the trailer's coming up this summer, deep in the heart of a small town. I mean, I, love, I just love that guy's voice. Like, I wonder if he really speaks like that. Dad, can I borrow the keys? No. <laughs> Do you know how many? Anyway, and so, you know, it's, anyway. But, but quite often, one of, the, one of the great lines is that, that you'll read in a great, you know, fiction or a great novel or in a movie is a dark shadow fell across the land. A dark shadow, and usually a dark shadow falling across the land in a, in a plot, in a movie, speaks that there was peril, evil, unrest, loss of hope, difficulty has come into that land. A dark shadow. In The Lord of the Rings, I, you know, I love Gandalf, and, and Gandalf gets a promotion because he takes on the Balrog, and the Balrog is this demon, and it's, and it's hiding, but he can sense it. And he says, come out of the shadows. And out of the shadows comes this demon. And he fights the demon. And because he overcomes, he graduates from Gandalf the Grey into Gandalf the White. From Gandalf the Grey into Gandalf the White. And everything gets supercharged. The devil doesn't want you to know that uh, what you overcome determines your, your, your level of authority and promotion. So when, when you're wrestling, with, and we all wrestle with stuff, you're, you're, we're all wrestling with temptations and different things. God allows those things because he knows in the overcoming is your promotion, is an increase of authority. There'll be an increase in your territory and jurisdiction. Now you're looking at me with that look, so let me just explain. In the book of Revelation, there's seven letters to seven churches. Seven letters to seven, in other words, seven churches and each one gets a letter from Jesus. All of them begin with, to him who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. They all finish with, now to him who overcomes. Now to him who overcomes. Now to him who overcomes will be given. Now to him who overcomes shall be granted. Now to him who overcomes. There are shadows over lands. And Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You cannot have a shadow without a light. But if you shine the light in a certain way, you can begin to diminish or extinguish shadows. So you and I are here to, to shift the shadows. In Matthew 6 verse 10, Jesus said, he was teaching the disciples how to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be in the name. And then in verse 10, he says, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come, they will be done on earth as it is in, as it is in heaven. 
I need you to understand some, some Bible theology and Jewish theology this morning is that the, the, the Judaism teaches and the Bible echoes that there are, there are three heavenly realms. The first, the first heaven is the earth. The earth was created to be a reflection of, of heaven on earth. God created a paradise, a garden, eastward in Eden. And this is the first heaven. The second heaven is the heavenly realm. You'll see this all the way through the book of Ephesians. It talks about Satan is the prince of the power of the air, that God has seated us uh, in Christ, far above every principality and power in the heavenly realms, that God has blessed us in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 1.3. So that's the heavenly realm, the heavenly realm. And then there's the third heaven, which is where God dwells. The apostle Paul says, you know, uh, I knew a man, he's speaking about himself. He says, I knew a man several years ago who was caught up to the third heaven. Whether he was in the body or out of the body, that I can't tell you. All I know is I was caught up and I saw things inexpressible, things I can't even mention. But, but I was caught up to the third heaven where God dwells paradise and so but in between where God is and where you I you and I dwell is what's called the heavenly realm the heavenly realm it's in it's in this realm that Jesus wants you to know that you have authority you you are not just an animal even though evolution will try and tell you that you're just an animal animals have flesh but they have no spirit so they have a they have they, they just they just run on instinct on impulse on appetite because they operate just just the carnal realm. They operate just a natural realm. You are also not angelic, even though you may be called an angel from time to time. Angels are spirits. The Bible says, and God makes these angels ministering spirits, flames of fire sent to serve. So angels have a spiritual existence, but they don't have a they don't have a body, they don't have a physical experience. So God creates man from the dust of his earth in his image and in his likeness, and you and I bear two two natures because you and I were called to operate in a duality. You, you, you and I were, were called to to uh, traverse between two dimensions. You and I, you and I have a natural body, but we also have a spirit. We can engage with heaven. Our job, our job in the earth is to bring this kingdom of heaven into the earth. In Genesis 1:28, God says to Adam, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, exercise dominion and subdue. Subdue means to bring under authority. And so you and I were created to occupy two realms, to have authority in two dimensions. It's really interesting. This week I was praying because uh, recently the SB 145 bill got passed and it got passed. It didn't even need a vote. And, uh, and basically, the, the, you need to understand they use Trojan horses all the time. A Trojan horse is something that looks harmless, but inside it's, it'll bring death. And so they said, well, you know, we don't want it. Like if a 16-year-old messes up with a 15-year-old, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, we don't want them to, as though a judge is so stupid that he can't, 16, 15, we don't know. What it did was basically it just, it just paved the way to make it much easier for sexual predators to prey on. So a 22-year-old can prey on a 12-year-old without any consequences. It's, it's, but they passed these things. And the reason they passed is because there's a supermajority. A supermajority means that it's all occupied by one party. So there's no opposition. They didn't need to go to a vote. Whatever he wants to sign, he can just sign into law. And God said to me, do you know what that's called? I said, yeah, it's called a supermajority. He says, no, in the Bible. I'm like, 
No. And uh, he says in the Bible, it's called a stronghold. In the Bible, it is a stronghold. Demonic strongholds. Demon strongholds. David, when he was uh, taking what today is known as Jerusalem, before it was Jerusalem, it was called Jebus. Jebus. And it was a stronghold of the Jebusites. In fact, they said to David, you will not come in here. You won't penetrate. You won't, you won't be able to take this. And David came to a fortified compound called Jebus. And he turns to his mighty men and he says, whoever goes up first and strikes the Jebusites, he shall be chief and shall be commander over my army. And the Bible says that Joab found a way through, penetrated, breached the wall, got through and started smiting. And then because of that, the, 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 the mighty men of David were able to go through there and they were able to sack that city, pull down that stronghold. And the first thing they did was they rebuilt the stronghold, but now they built it as a stronghold of righteousness. They built it as a strong, and they changed their name to Yerushalayim, which means city of peace. Before that, it was a city of destruction. Now it becomes a city of peace. Whoever occupies that realm. I say all of that to say this, that, that you and I were created to, to shift the shadows. Come with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Ephesians 6, 10 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. But let's have a look at what verse 12 says. Ephesians 6, verse 12. It, it says this. It says, for we do not wrestle. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not wrestle. So, so don't be deceived. It's, 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 it's not the person that you're wrestling with. Don't get tripped up by the personality, the person. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Against the rulers of the darkness of this age. A ruler is someone who has authority. What do they have authority over? The darkness of this age. The more darkness, the more rule that they have, the more authority. The less darkness, the less authority. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. What's a light meant to do? Dispel darkness. We're not here in San Diego to, to when you turn up on a Sunday... To have a stage full of violins, you know, get, get rid of all the other instruments. We're just going to violins and we're just going to play lament on a Sunday. How difficult, how nasty, how cruel the world is. Man, what, what do you expect us to do? What do you expect God to do as if God can do? No, no, when you come into this house, when you come into this place, we're going to teach you that you are a shadow shifter, that you don't got to live under you. Now you may say, well, you don't understand this, this prince, this demonic force, these shadows have been lingering over our city for centuries. And are you telling me it all can change? Absolutely. God is just waiting for one generation, one generation to rise up and say, why are we tolerating? Why are we putting? One generation to get so fed up that they say, come on, let's get into, into spiritual warfare. So watch this. It says, we wrestle uh, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now we had host we had hosts doing watch parties and they were hosting watch parties in their homes on a Sunday. These are spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Spiritual hosts of wickedness in the, in other words they host wickedness. So so so, so they, they 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 host wickedness. Jesus said this he said, where the vulture, uh, sorry, where the carcass is, there the vultures will gather. 
where the carcass is, there the vultures will gather. Jesus was using a natural term to describe a spiritual truth. If you've ever been in the, the, the desert, you're driving through the desert and you see the birds of prey circling, you know that something's died. You know, maybe a deer or some, something has died over there and you see the birds of prey circling. Jesus is where the carcass is, there the vultures will gather. If you understand scripture, a, a, a dead body is, is unclean, is unclean. So Jesus is saying, wherever you see a dead car, wherever you see an unclean thing, the, the vultures gather. In the book of Proverbs, Solomon writes this. He says, because of the transgressions of a land, many are its princes. Because of the transgression of a land, many are its princes. The princes that it's speaking about is not, not just in the natural realm. Now you need to understand that when Jesus taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The, the earth is the battleground. And, and there, are two, there are two spiritual entities trying to occupy natural expression. One is the kingdom of God. The other one is the kingdom of darkness. One is, one is, is, is God and the angelic and the other is the devil and the demonic. And the Bible says, because of the transgression of a land, many are its princes. Uh, the, the reason we oppose abortion isn't because we want to take away a woman's rights. It's because we want to protect the most vulnerable among us, the innocent. It doesn't get more innocent than a little baby in a womb. I don't know, I don't know if God could have created a more safe environment for a baby to grow and yet we've somehow figured out a way to violate the most safer sanctuary for a little life to grow because let me just tell you if I have if I fight to slaughter those I've got no problem slaughtering you because if you're unfaithful in what is least Jesus is whatever you did for the least of these you did unto me I, I do not want to trust people who want to fight to slaughter the innocent somehow thinking that they will fight to preserve me. If they do that to the innocent, what do you think they'll do to you if you get in the way? So, the, so wherever you see brothels, wherever you see drugs, and you need to understand because of the transgression of a land, many are its princes. The princes stand in the way to block the light. What is the light? Well, Pastor Mike said in Psalm 105 verse 19, Sorry, Psalm 119 verse 105, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The, God's word is a light. And the, these demonic spirits have been set up to block the light. And when they block the light, they cast shadows. Jesus in, Luke, uh, sorry, in Mark chapter 5 crosses a sea through a storm to get to the other side. The disciples almost drown or they think they're going to drown. But Jesus is on the boat and he says, peace be still and everything goes calm. They hit the other side. Jesus gets out and leaves the boat. The disciples are unpacking thinking we're probably going to stay here for a week. You know, why else will we go through a storm unless we're going to stay here? And Jesus goes and casts a demon out of a man then gets back into the boat and says, all right, done. And they're like, we just got all the stuff. He's like, yeah, well, load it back up. Why'd you unload it? Well, we thought, well, anyway, I just, I, tra I traveled land and sea through storm and peril to deliver one man who couldn't deliver himself. That's, that's how much he loves people. 
When he gets to the shore, the Bible says a man met him out of the tombs. A man met him out of the tombs. The reason the demon had him in the tombs is because the only person who could deliver him were priests. And the priests couldn't go into a tomb because if they went into a tomb, they would be defiled by the tomb. So that's why he had his dwelling in the tombs. But Jesus is the curse breaker. And he comes and when, the, when he sees Jesus, he says, I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. And Jesus come out of him. And then the Bible says this, and the demons begged him not to cast them out of the region because they occupy that region. They begged him not to cast them out of the region because you need to understand over every region, there are demonic spirits who are assigned to govern, who are assigned to influence that region. In the book of Job, the Bible says, all the sons of God came and presented themselves before the Lord and Satan also slipped in amongst them. If you read your Bibles, which I understand, you know, recommend, God created Lucifer. Lucifer means light bearer, but in his rebellion from God, he becomes Satan. He becomes the accuser. And the Bible says, Satan comes amongst them and he says, hey, hey, where, where did you come from? And Satan looks up in defiance and says, I have come from the earth, from walking back and forth, and traveling to and fro upon it. Now you can read that at first and go, isn't that, isn't that lovely? Isn't that nice? Fitness. He's staying, you know, walking. It's proven. It's a great. No, no. He's not walking because he's being fit. The Bible says that every place the sole of your foot shall tread. So Satan's saying, I've come from the earth from walking back. In other words, the earth is my domain. This is, this is where I rule. He comes to Jesus in, in the wilderness, shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor and their glory. And he says, all of these have been delivered to me and I can give them to whomever I choose. If you bow down before me, I can give them to you. And Jesus does not argue the facts. He just says, Get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block. It is written. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. So you need to understand. So Jesus then gives permission for the demons to leave the man and enter the swine. The Bible says there was, there was a herd of swine nearby. And the demons said, beg, don't send us out of the region, but send us into the swine. He gives them permission. The Bible says that the herd of swine ran violently down the hill and drowned in, in the sea. The people freaked out. And the Bible says there was about 3,000 swine. So this man had 3,000. Now, you need to understand that pigs can swim. It wasn't like pigs can't swim. That's why they drowned. They didn't drown because they couldn't swim. They drowned because the spirits that entered them were spirits of destruction. This man was tormented. The Bible said he would cut himself with stones. Night and day, he would howl. He would live naked. Among, they would chain him with chains, but he would snap the chains and break them. And every day, night, he was tormented with these things, crying out, cutting himself. It was trying to destroy him. And once it destroyed him, it would then move to his next of kin to destroy, next of kin to destroy, next of kin to destroy. So Jesus comes and he casts the legion out and it goes into the swine because the people there had forsaken the Torah and they were feeding the swine. They were feeding what is unclean in the scriptures. And the Bible says after Jesus cast the, the demon uh, into the swine and the swine ran down the hill, the, 
it got all through the, 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 the townships, heard the stories, and they came out to see what had happened. And there they saw the man who was previously tormented, and they saw him clothed, and they saw him seated, and they saw him in his right mind, and they were dreadfully afraid. And then the next verse, it should have finished there, that story, but it doesn't. The next verse says, and then they pleaded with Jesus to depart from their region. Jesus caused the demonic stronghold to depart from their region, but they said, no, no, we want Jesus to depart from our region. If you look, this thing is still happening today. They don't want Jesus in our courtrooms. We don't want Jesus in our high schools. We don't want Jesus in our colleges. We don't want Jesus in our legislations. We don't want... Why, why, why do they want Jesus to depart from there? Because they love their pigs more than they loved Jesus. They love the prophet of what was unclean, and it is the battle that is going on. But, but the story has a, uh, has a wonderful happy ending, not found in the Scriptures, but found in first century history. Forty years later, the temple of Jerusalem is destroyed. Jerusalem is sacked by the Romans. And the, the fleeing Christians flee. Matthew 24, Jesus, when you see the enemies surround Jerusalem, flee into the mountains. Do not haste, flee into the mountains. They flee to what is known as the Decapolis, where the Gadarenes is one of the 10 cities there. And when they get there, they find that Christianity has not just flourished, but they find refuge and shelter. And the church is able to explode and multiply because one generation, 40 years earlier, Jesus drove out the demonic princes, the demonic principalities and powers in that region to make way where people could now think clearly. Our assignment in San Diego, our assignment in South Bay, our assignment in Eastlake is not just to teach you how to tolerate living under the shadow of princes, but to help you to understand that you have been given authority, that you don't have, we can shift the shadows. You were created to be a shadow shifter. Before this is over, I'm gonna pray with you because let me tell you, there are, there are shadows over families. There are families that live under the shadow of diabetes, shadow of heart disease, shadow of cancer, shadow of divorce, shadow of addiction, shadow of dysfunction, shadow of alcoholism. They live under the shadow of these things. And you don't have to, you don't have to go to the doctor and the doctor say, yeah, you know, we think it's a genetic thing and you just got to put up with it. You can actually say, well, you know what? I'm actually going to shift the shadows over my life. I don't have to live under the shadow of a negative report. I don't have to live under the shadow of dysfunction, the shadow of addiction. I can shift the shadows and let the light come. The light comes when the Word comes. The Bible says the entrance of, the, of Thy Word is light and it is life. So today I want to raise up some shadow shifters. They haven't got to point one and they're already playing the music. Can I really quickly take you to, to Daniel chapter 10? Daniel chapter 10, it's a baptism. Daniel chapter 10, Daniel chapter 10, verse 4. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Daniel chapter 10, Daniel chapter 10, verse 4. It says this, it now says, On the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris River, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Uphaz. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words were like the voice of a multitude. 
I don't know where we get these pictures sometimes of angels. And they're just nice. They're wearing, you know, they're wearing a beautiful white dress, uh, gown, the little golden sash, playing a harp on a cloud. I don't know where they get that because that's not in the Bible. This guy is a warrior. His eyes are not eyeballs, they're flames of fire coming out of the sockets. His body is like burnished bronze. His voice is like the voice of a multitude. Watch what Daniel says. He says, and I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. They, they could sense, but they couldn't see. They could sense, but they couldn't see. One, one, one of, one, one, one of, one of the, the, the key objectives in this house is to help you to untangle from being woke so that you can step into truth so that your eyes can see. Because, because all of us have been in situations where, man, I just kind of sense like, I did an interview with them and they, everything they said and on paper, it looked, but I just had this sense that they could sense, but only Daniel could see. We wanna help you to go from sensing into seeing, to see what is behind, to see what is going on. They, they could sense something was wrong. They could, and it, there are some people that have no sense. Why are you dating? Oh, di you didn't go and give your money to, how, why would you go into business with? Oh, they got no sense. So at least these guys had some sense, but don't just finish your sense. We want to take it from sense to see what's really going on. And he says, I was left alone with this great vision. No strength remained. I fell on my face and fell into a deep sleep. He didn't fall into a deep sleep because he was tired and needed a nap. He, it was like when we pray for people, you see them get slain in the spirit. That's what happened to Daniel. The anointing of the angel, he fell out under the power of God. Now come down to verse 12. It says, then, then the angel said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day, everyone say first day, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come because of, I have come because God told me to go, because of, I have come because of, no words, no come. The devil's greatest weapon in your life is discouragement. Well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm about to pray. Do you really think God's listening? Do you really think God would even answer your prayer? You haven't been tithing. You hardly go to church. You're not even, you're barely saved. You're not holy. You're still thinking bad thoughts. You cut that guy off on the freeway and flipped him the bird. You really think God is going to, he will do everything to discourage you and disqualify you because the angel didn't come because of God's words. Angel didn't come because of God's words. He says, and I have come because of your words. I have come because of men that gathered at 5.30 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. I came because of women that gathered on a Tuesday morning crying out to me, I have come because of your words. But watch, watch what he says. He says, I've come because of 
your words, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me for I had been, what does it say? For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Isn't that interesting? If, if, if this angel came because of Daniel's words and he's fighting with the prince of, over Persia and he's waiting for backup and he's left alone, what does that tell you? No one else is praying. Daniel alone is praying. And Gabriel's like, come on, Daniel, get the guys. Come, what the? But Daniel doesn't just pray. He doubles down with prayer and fasting. So he says, so Michael, the warrior angel, the great prince, the protector of your people, God sent him. And he was able to interject. He was able to fight with the Prince of Persia so that I was able to come through. And now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the, revi for the vision refers to many days to come. Then he goes on, he says, and when I leave, I gotta go back to battling with the Prince of Persia. And after that, the Prince of Greece will come. If you study your history, this is about 50 to 70 years. Between 50 on the, on the earliest and 70 years later where a man a general great warrior in our history books called alexander the great will march in with the grecian empire and completely devastate the medo persian empire the angel saying when i go back i'm fighting with the prince of persia but after him the prince of greece will come because when it shifts up there it shifts down here the devil doesn't want you to believe. He doesn't want you to know. He doesn't want you to understand the authority. Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Behold, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. You were created to be a shadow shifter. Let me quickly give you the three points before Mike and Katie never invite me back. Number one is demonic princes cast shadows. Demon spirits, the prince of Persia, cast a shadow over the land because he was allowed to be established in that region. And they always block the light of God. Over San Diego, there, there are demonic spirits. Over Eastlake, over Chula Vista, there are demonic spirits. And there's not just one, they have, they have, if you read Ephesians 6, 12, it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against thrones, against dominions, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly realms. He's talking about rank and order. He's talking about a hierarchical system. And their goal is to choke out and block the light. So the people are easily deceived. In the dark, it is easily deceived. But when the light comes, it reveals and exposes people to the truth. We are here in San Diego, not just to help you cope and battle with living under a shadow. We are here in San Diego to shift the shadows, to raise a church that understands their authority, that we are here to clean up our city. We're here to clean up our state. We're here to clean up our country. We are shadow shifters, shadow shifters. When you look at the unrest and the unrule in, in America right now, the Holy Spirit showed me, He says, you don't need to be afraid. Watch what I'm doing, watch what I'm doing. He said, demons scream the loudest, manifest most violence when they're being driven out. He said in Egypt, in Egypt, the children of Israel didn't, didn't need warfare because they were slaves. 
in the wilderness, they didn't warfare because it was, it was about learning God's identity and their identity in Him. They were slaves in Egypt. But God says, God never, never, nowhere does God say, I called my slaves out of Egypt. He says, I called my sons. I called my children. I called my family. The, the, the wilderness was about them learning that God is their father and they are His sons and daughters. But when they came to cross the Jordan to go into the promised land, God says, now it's time for warfare because I will drive out before you the Hivite, the Amorite, the Mom, the Jebusite. I will drive them out before you. You will drive and dispossess the nations. Now you need warfare. What is happening in America right now is there are certain demonic strongholds in certain regions and areas, and they are manifesting, and they are screaming violently because they are about, there's a, a shift in powers about to happen. And instead of wickedness, righteousness will come. Instead of unrule and unrest, peace will come. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Goliath stood in a valley. A valley is the place of shadows. It lives in the shadow of the hills. The Bible says there were two mountains and in between a valley and Goliath goes down into the valley. Why did he go in the valley? Because the demons, because devils, because the enemy occupies the shadow lands. He doesn't just occupy the shadow lands. He, he casts a shadow in the shadow land, but David takes him. You were created to clear the shadows out of the shadow land. You were created to bring light where there was darkness. Somebody say amen. The, the, the second thing is that victory is won first in the heavenly realms. Then it comes through in the natural realm. The shock and awe campaign is always done in the, the heavenly realm. It's always done in the air. The battle over a region, the key to a victory over a region, the key to taking ground and territory is always in the heavenly realm. Satan Ephesians 2 verse 2 says that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. That's why he wants to dominate the airwaves. The reason he wants to dominate the airwaves is because he's the prince. He's not the king, he's the prince. But he's a prince that God is waiting to be dethroned by the sons and daughters of the king. God has made us kings and priests because you were created to, to dethrone the princes. But if you abdicate your authority, you will live under the prince who's governing that region, not on our watch. When God sent Leanne and I from Sydney to San Diego, we didn't come just to help San Diegans cope with the different demons. Well, you know, who are we? As if we have any powers, if we have any say, hey, let's not, no, no, we're here. We're here to, on an assignment, we're here to create a heavenly sanctuary, to create a place where we clear out the demonic, to have prayer and fasting, to shift the shadows so that God's light can come, so that God's light can come. The last one, number three, is you were created to be a shadow shifter. You were created to be a shadow shifter. I'll finish with this story. In fact, why don't you stand to your feet? Let me, let me pray for you, I'm out of time. And Mike's doing this. You always know you're in big trouble when Mike starts doing that. Feel the anointing here. Just, just let that word settle. You are a shadow shifter. I'm gonna pray in a moment and you're gonna, you're gonna engage with me and you're gonna shift some shadows. You'll feel something shift today. 
God had to teach me this. I got saved on a beach. No, my dad was an atheist, so I had no Christian upbringing. So I learned everything the hard way. And the hard way is sometimes a good way to learn because you certainly don't want to learn the hard way a second time because it was the hard way. When I was in Bible school, we would do outreaches. And one of the outreach destinations was a place called Newcastle. And we would go there for seven days and we would do street stuff and high schools and everything. We're in this one high school, Newcastle High School. And it was, my God, it was like preaching to brass. It was like, it was, nobody was listening. Kids were acting up, it was crazy. And then we're doing all these other things. And then they had an opening on the Friday for, for someone to speak again at their assembly. And so they nominated me to be the speaker. And I was there on the Monday where nobody got saved, nobody. And kids were rambunctious and misbehaving and abusive and yelling stuff out. And now I've got to go before, it's like you know being thrown into the lion's den. So I decided I'm gonna fast, I'm, I'm gonna fast, like something's got to shift. And so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I do a three-day fast. Thursday night, I'm in bed. And I wake up in the middle of the, the night, maybe 2.33 a.m., I wake up and fear is running up and down, rampant through my body. And I've got, somebody is choking me. I thought somebody had broken in and somebody was strangling me. And I look and there's a dark figure, a dark shadow over me with like these piercing yellow eyes. And all I can feel is it's, it's literally sucking like the life force out of my lungs. I don't understand. All I know is I'm in fear. There's a spiritual entity choking me, sucking the life out of me. And I'm trying to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I cannot get, I have no strength to get any words out. But how many people thank God for the Holy Spirit? How many people know the Holy Spirit is our helper? The Holy Spirit says, don't, don't try using the name of Jesus just yet. Speak in tongues. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, thank you for your, 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 your kind suggestion, but they flee in the name of Jesus. You know, I got this. This is big boy stuff. And, and I couldn't get, get the words out. And then the Holy Spirit comes a second time. Thank God he's patient with me. And he says, pray in tongues. Pray in the, uh, there's a, you shall receive power. When, and so, and as I start praying in tongues, I literally feel the grip loosening, 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 loosening. And all of a sudden, bam, it just starts flowing. It just starts flowing, just starts flowing. All of a sudden, this thing starts, starts lifting up from me. And then I can, in the name of Jesus, bam, the whole atmosphere in the room changes. I got like the hair standing up and I did what any courageous man of God would do. I turned the lights on. I, I, I go into Maddie's room next door and he's fast asleep. He's completely unaware. I had no idea what it was, but what it was was a prince, a stronghold over that region. The next day I preached the same high school we preached in on the Monday. Over 300 students gave their hearts to Christ and many of the faculty gave their hearts to Christ. Same school, same school, same school, same kids, same teachers. Something shifted in the heavens and then a manifest in the earth. I want you just to, to lift a hand towards heaven. Say these words out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have called me, that you have clothed me with your authority.
to be a shadow shifter in my life. I no longer live under the shadow cast by demon spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. Today, I will shift the shadows in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.